Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. They have some four-wheel drives in there, too, just in case. (laughs) Along with pre-owned inventory, which is fabulous as well. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. So, great to have you with us on the show today. Matt, I will ask you, uh, maybe we ought to do, I don't know, some closings, cancellations, things like that. Do you have a list? I mean, I, I mean, some people are already working from home anyway. Yes, I'd say the biggest ones at this hour is uh, all Wise Markets locations are closing early. For around here in, our, in the Valley, it's between 4 and 5. Um, actually, you, uh, for you two in State College, Sealands Grove, Danville, Sunbury, mm-hmm. um, State College, Bloom, Bloomsburg, Williamsport—they're all closing between four and five today. And watch out for speed restrictions on eighty and one eighty. Those are the big <laughs> ones right now. Speed restrictions. Yes. If you're going fast, you're insane. <laughs> True, but they are still there. Speed restrictions. You have to be kidding me. You need speed restrictions. <laughs> all I have to do is have common sense. You have speed restrictions, but. They're there. All right. How about that? I know that uh, you know, the University Park campus closed down at 1 today, but you're still taking finals. I'll give you an example. I mean, remember I was telling you earlier about Penn State players having to take finals, get ready for a game. I had a couple people poo-poo that. I'm like, oh, okay, Why? Do you understand how the university works? I mean, I don't know. Jesse Lucetta has two finals today. 400-level classes. And he's still taking his finals today. That's one part. They were mentioning today that finals would still take place. Now, for these guys, they're all virtual. It's still a pain in the neck. But only essential per. The, the, I always felt feel that this is one of those interesting and embarrassing moments for people, where they say essential personnel only, and then you find out no in certain terms you're not, you're not essential. <laughs> like oh, that's a bummer. I don't want to go in. Now the Shemokin Dam Orchestra we consider essential, and yeah, it seems like they're trying to get a little more space here in the show. But essential workers only. You're looking around, well, I'm essential. No, you're not. 
Darn. Now, the positive is you get to stay home. (laughs) As somebody who's been out there driving in this, you can get where you're going. If you take it slowly. I don't think I went more than 30 miles per hour anywhere. And it's just going to get worse. What's the number there now? I think the number here is the 14 and a half inches they're talking about here. It's looking like 18 to 24, really. But I think most of the area will be around 18, I'm thinking. But it could be more. Really? Wow. Hmm. They'll be digging out for a month. You will have a white Christmas, though, which is nice, I guess. Yeah. Now, you live, what, eight minutes away? I do. So Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. Yeah, but which way do you turn coming out of the station? Normally, I turn right to go down the hill on County Line Road. I am not going to do that. That's why I asked. Yeah, I am not going to do that. I am going to go left down Line Road and go 15 and go the long way home. Just to be safe. There is no way in heck you're going down that hill. Yeah, no. I learned that right from the get-go when I started working here. What about talk with Santa tonight? Um, There was actually a double show last night. So those that were on for tonight got to talk to Santa last night. And I believe that is going to be replayed tonight at 6. And then we're back as normal tomorrow. Perfect. Can't let this happen. Can't let Santa be slowed down by this. Of course. Nothing's impossible for Santa. (sighs) Has he met the suit? (laughs) Well, if he hasn't, or even if he did, the suit should get brownie points and maybe some less coal because he's the one that actually thought of the double show idea. We do need to give credit where credit's due. No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck are you thinking? I'm sorry, my mistake. I thought I trained you better than that. (laughs) (laughs) So every time, every time I do something cynical. Jordan will look over and goes, I trained you well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, football signing day was today. We're going to have Greg Pickle on today to talk about the signing. We had Ryan Snyder on yesterday. So, we'll get Greg Pickle's ideas on how. Uh, Signing day is gone. It's it's going to be interesting. I think there there's no question. There's no question that 
the transfer portal is going to play a bigger role for everybody across the country. In basketball, where you have usually anywhere between 700 and 900 transfers a year, and that's been the norm now the last five years. The idea has been for basketball teams that the transfer portal allows you to, at least in some some way, stay old. Even a one-and-done program like Kentucky will get transfers. Look at Nate Sestina leaving Bucknell for Kentucky. This year it's Olivier Saar who left Wake Forest to play at Kentucky. So Kentucky, even with their one-and-done philosophy, still gets grad transfers so they have so they're just old enough where it makes a difference. When you look now at college football, I think that's going to be more and more the norm. Where grad transfer, not grad transfers, just plain transfers, that transfer portal is going to be critical to staying older and replenishing your program. Now, they have to be the right players, obviously, just like they have to be the right players when you're recruiting. But you, I think you're going to see, as time goes, you have a staff dedicated to recruiting and director of player personnel. You may have to have, and this is a very loose term, you may have to have somebody who's the director of college player personnel where their their job and maybe with a couple of people on the staff joining that person is to look at what's going on with the transfer portal all the time and that includes keeping your ear to the ground as to somebody who that people know is thinking about it that's just the way it's going to have to be because that is what life is like now. With the one-year transfer rule coming up, where you can transfer without sitting out this upcoming year, and that's going to happen. That is going to happen. that's going to be a critical part for everybody in their recruiting formula moving forward. And it's the only... You have to, you have to do everything you can to stay up with every trend. You have to. You have, no, you have no choice. And it may not be the traditional way that you're used to. It may not be the traditional way the fan base is used to but it is the reality of it. That's the reality of it. And it's going to be like that in college basketball, and it's going to be like that in college football. It's just the, it, it, it's just the reality of it. Uh, um, and that's starting now I always have to ask the question when it does come up 
the first question I always ask is, okay, why are they transferring? Now, it could be as simple as... Uh, it could be as simple as they got stuck behind somebody and they just couldn't pass them out and... But they're ready to play. Or it could be they're disgruntled. All right, well, why are they disgruntled? That's why that's something you have to ask that question when somebody transfers. Why are they transferring? All right, we'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Voters on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on the show today. Stay safe out there. That's if you have to go out there. I know I had to drive out there a few times today. And uh, just take it slow and easy. You can get there. Yeah, I, I had no trouble at all. Yeah, I didn't go fast. Yeah, I just, instead of 80, I went 60. It was no big deal. Is that too fast? Might be a little. I don't think I went more than 30. More than 30 miles an hour. Just you know, take it, you know, if you're smart about it. You have to be. You have no choice. We want to keep you around for tomorrow's show. I know you said there are, there are restrictions, speed restrictions on the highways. I would... <laughs> Unless I'm being recommended something else. I'm like, really? No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Nasty day out. But this was recruiting today. I talked to Greg Pickle at 406 today. And uh, for me, it was great to be in the building and actually see people again. It was great to be in there and, and, and actually see James face-to-face, to see Brent Pry face-to-face, Pat Fryer, Jesse Lucetta, Sean Clifford, Jordan Stout, um, Kirk Chirac. I mean, all of them. To finally get some face-to-face interaction with them. By the way, Penn State's COVID numbers came out today, 1,369 tests, one positive. One positive. You can do slightly better than that, and that's 
slightly. Actually, it's 1,263. I'm sorry, 1,263 and one positive. So, and I know for Illinois, for example, they will have um, one player definitely out. That's Tony Adams or starting safety. He's a good player. He's out because of COVID-19. Nate Hobbs, who was out because of contact tracing against Northwestern, will be allowed to come back this week. That's So that's where we are. With that, I mean, Brandon Peters, there, who had been their starting quarterback when the season began, uh, he got it, and he was out the 21 days. Isaiah Williams might be the starter. Williams, though, is a dangerous player quarterback because of how he runs. You look at Illinois. Illinois is averaging 202 yards per game rushing. It's a pretty good number. You know, Chase Brown's had a good year, but Williams really gives that running game a lot of jump when he's in there. So you got to watch out for him. But they don't throw the ball well. They don't throw the ball well. Oh, it is... It's not like they don't have wide receivers that can play. They do have wide outs that can play, but they they only average 157 yards a game passing. They only average 20 points a game. And who knows what their mental state is after the Levy Smith situation. And is this going to be a game where they feel that they can, you know what, roll the dice, throw caution to the wind, yeah, we'll open the game with an onside kick. Well, you know, fourth down, we'll go in on every single fourth down, no matter what. It could be that. And if they convert some, you're looking around going, uh-oh, here we go. Or they miss some, and they're looking around saying, uh-oh. All right, we're talking about what, about 14 to 24 inches before it's all said and done. And this is a show that specializes in a lot more said than done. We revealed in the opening half hour that the suit came up with a good idea last night. Not exactly a winning streak. (laughs) But it was something. But again, it's something you should have kept to yourself. I mean, the guy has a moment. He made it seem like the Rose Parade. Duly noted. It doesn't go with the theme of the show. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great new inventory. Some four-wheel drives in there as well. And great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous service department as well. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kier, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Not only is it snowing out, it's cold today. 
It's 21 degrees here. 21. And there's no thought of this changing over to anything. It is what it is. So, hmm. chance of snow 100%. Good call. All right. <laughs> when I get into something, you know, a letter of intent, we'll, we'll talk. By the way, Matt, just so you know, this is a, an internal communication on the air. My screen is a red dot. Okay, I'll so, try to fix so that. No, so, in other words, if somebody calls, I can't tell if they've called. That's the reason I told Matt. This happened a couple of times where somebody called and like I had to wait on hold, and I didn't know they were there because we have a system here where I can see it on this end if somebody has called. But if I get a red dot, that means <laughs> you can have every line filled up and. It's not there. Uh, so I want to get into this, which is, I've talked about this before, but we don't usually quote articles by Phil Mushnick from the New York Post. But he can be... Grumpy, how about that? At times. And he wrote an article four days ago, and this was forwarded to me by Lou Prado. He said, Hey, before the Michigan game on Sunday, because I did basketball on Sunday, he said, You should take a moment and take a look at this. And I have said before that it's your money, you can do whatever you want. But I've also said that gambling could be, could lead to an angrier fan out there. Well, Phil Mushnick says that sports betting is everywhere. In journalism nowadays. All right. So I'll take, I'm going to quote some direct parts from this, and we'll discuss some of this. Um, he said, excuse the B word, but I bet you didn't imagine it would happen this fast and so completely. Avalanches and, and sister-in-laws arrive more slowly. Now there seems to be more operations soliciting your bets than there are bets to make. Worse, it has infected almost everything attached to a chance. All right. Consider that with broadcast journalism trending dead, colleges that charge for courses or majors in broadcast journalism should be indicted for fraud. I teach one of those classes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Betting as a better today's classically trained broadcast journalists enroll, enroll in obedience schools. Sunday morning, WCBS TV Channel 2, which is in New York City, included a long segment during which sports anchor Steve Overmeyer, with a degree in journalism, interviewed a sports investment analyst. 
someone who provides advice on, say, the sale of ball clubs, tennis, and golf, and real estate? No. This sports investment analyst is better known as a gambling tout. The issue on the morning's news, the point spread of the Jets-Raiders game, which, as we were reminded, would rather would be seen later on Channel 2, WCBS, that day. Of course, without a bet, there's not much reason to watch. Really? When the green light of illegal sports gambling flashed, you never imagined it would become anything like this, did you? You worked to become a journalist not a gambling shill. Too bad you're in and you're out. It's the gold rush. Now, this is what Phil Muschnick writes, only for fool's gold. What used to be all sports WFAN in New York suddenly has become all day, come and get it, get rich quick gambling infomercials. Pre-game shows once produced to encourage you to watch the game, now load up on come-ons to encourage you to make a bet or three and then watch your action. When the pandemic lifts, arenas and ballparks will be revealed to have on-site wagering kiosks so one can bet inning by inning, quarter by quarter, period by period, score by score, and many more opportunities for those who get the action shakes. Will taking a kid to a game become a moral decision? Now consider the wider, taller picture. Phil Mushlick in the New York Post continues. Is there now a greater invite to fix games or shave points? Certainly not, he writes. Certainly not. But I think the fixers will change from mob guys chomping cigars beneath fedoras to more modern gangsters, shot collars, some literally some literally, in powerful urban street gangs that hold life or death sway over young members, associates, and families. Interesting. I see a near future in which one or two top scorers for a college basketball game, under the threat of death or promise of riches, dumps a game or two, as the inside action cannot be spread so far around the country and the world of sports, uh, sports books that detection will be beyond difficult and the kids being recruited play big time basketball have never been more vulnerable to dark forces that surround them or already have invaded their bloodstreams the next college gambling scandal will be the work of a street gang one that uh, that many have grown more sophisticated and threatening by the week What does a kid who came from nothing and recruited with a pair of sneakers and a shiny warm-up suit, if not a little cash, in addition, really have to lose? Library privileges? Mushnick writes, quote, I hope I'm wrong, dead wrong. But I'm a lot better at predicting the weather than the score. And I know that, I know that what gambling can do, it will do. All that's needed to cause calamity in one is one episode. Looks like we're in for na- nasty weather. As the ads for DraftKings urge, let it rain. We are seeing 
more and more ads across the board for everything when it comes to gambling. And I'm not surprised because I thought that's the way it would go. We've talked about that. I'll go all the way back to... Mm, boy, four years ago? For about a month and a half, two months, I did a series of shows talking about DraftKings and FanDuel. And I have done shows for years talking about the possibility of universal gambling. And now we're seeing it come to fruition. I've already told the story about doing a game that was fixed once. I'm not going to go back into that again. Because as the game was played out, I couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. You pick the right people. You know, one guy that had the ability to get 17, he had the ability to get four. So when he got four that night, I didn't think about it. The guy that was guarding the center is a terrible defender to begin with. He was an easy guy. The only one I couldn't figure out is why the bench guy that they picked to get money, and then I finally figured that out, and I said, you know what, he can come in, hit a couple of shots, and ruin the spread. So that's why you got him involved. So it was actually what they attempted to do on the surface was smart. Now they got caught, and Penn State was one of the games where they got caught. But in broadcasting the game that night courtside, I didn't sit there and think, oh, gee, where'd that pass go? What's the deal with that shot? And, well, nothing about it seemed unusual. And Penn State wasn't, what, 17-point favorite that night? They won by 30. Well, you don't sit there and say, you're a 17-point favorite, you win by 30, and you find that unusual. No, you don't. I didn't walk out of there that night thinking I broadcast a game where three guys were trying to fix the fix the score. I didn't think that. But the gambling part of it, and for the most part, I've I've talked about it on the show, but we haven't done shows where we're doing point spreads. In other words, I've talked about the influence of gambling, how states are so desperate for cash. That's why I always love when I hear somebody say, And look how progressive Colorado and Washington are when it comes to marijuana. They're only doing it for the money. I mean, come on. Don't be that naive. States are very, very good at coming up with ways to get cash. From the price of a dog license to the price of the toll on the highway. Those are all taxes. And and, And that's what states do. They try to come up with various ways to do it. All right, Colorado came up with a way with marijuana, so did Washington, because they wanted the money. Not because they're just so gung-ho about being, we're just very progressive. Like, I'm sitting over here like, don't, what do you think, I'm stupid over here? I know why you did it. You want the money. Same thing with gambling. Why were the casinos put in place in this state? Why did we get casinos? We got casinos to get more cash flow, because who's in charge of the casinos? The state is. Okay. And what's the take in the state, Matt? Is it 37%? I don't know that at the top of my head. 
But that's the only reason they put it in. Now, sports gambling, sportsbook. Why are they doing sportsbook? Right? Well, if Delaware is going to have sportsbook and New Jersey is going to have sportsbook, do you want to lose business over there? Or do you want the money to stay in your state? So you have sportsbook. Okay. They don't have one here yet in State College. I'm wondering at the point where it's going to happen. And obviously, college stadiums are not going to have kiosks, but pro stadiums will, just like they do in England. And look, England is not being wrecked by gambling. It's not. It's not. I only worry about, the only thing I worry about is making sure the integrity of the games. And I'm somebody that could care less about gambling. I could care less. But I've done a lot of shows on it because, to be honest with you, we saw this coming. That's why I did so many shows over the years about sports gambling. That's why when we came, to, we were talking about the possibility of sports book. We talk, how many times have we talked about the New Jersey case, Matt? Before the New Jersey case was settled. Oh yeah, that was huge. I must have, yeah, but I must have mentioned the New Jersey case fifty, sixty times in the show before it ever got to the Supreme Court. And we talked about Oregon, Delaware. Montana, and what was the other state? The fourth state that already had the possibility of sports book at hand. And that they could do it. And now the NFL for years fought them. We talked about Adam Silver's op-ed in the New York Times. And four years ago, I remember coming back from vacation reading a series of articles in the Boston Globe about FanDuel and DraftKings, and we probably did about a month and a half worth of shows on FanDuel and DraftKings. You know, about the fact it was skirting that gambling line. Well, nothing's skirting it anymore. I mean, let's face it, in five years, there are going to be, I'm going to guess there's going to be over 40 states in this country that have sportsbook. And it's your money. You can do whatever you want with your money that you want. As long as the money doesn't make its way to the those playing the games where it then influences the outcome, then at that point, once you lose the integrity of the game, you then lose the interest in the game. But it's your money. If you want to gamble it, go ahead. I have zero problem with that. That's that's your money. Matt's cheap. He won't, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not much of a gambler, but I don't have a problem with it either. No, I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. Uh, but the question is, I don't want to do shows where I'm doing point spreads. I don't want to do that. Now, if, if the station wants to carry a show that does point spreads, whether it's at ESPN or Fox or whatever it may be, right, CBS, whatever, I don't. I could care less. That's fine. I'm just going to say I'm not going to do that show. Only because, eh, it's not this show. That's all. But more and more, you have broadcast journalists that now have to, that A, are either really interested in it. There are some people who are really interested in it, so they do the show, and I'm sure they do it very, very well. Or there's some being forced to do it. Instead of breaking down the game, they're breaking down the point spread. E. And I'll say this. Whomever does the point spreads, 
they are very good at their job. <laughs> they really are. They're very good at their job. One pure example, like, Notre Dame being a 10.5-point dog to Clemson. That is an insult to the Irish. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, but you know, but it's like, like you bring that up. Why are they, Why should they be insulted? They're not putting money on it. All they have to do is have more points in Clemson. That's valid. I guess for me, the fan, yeah. I'm sure it's not insulting to the team, yeah, but for me, now, a fan, now, that's insulting. Now, the Notre Dame, I mean, to be honest with you, I think Notre Dame's going to win Saturday. I'm starting to feel pretty good myself, but yeah. I just watched North Carolina run rough shot, literally, over Miami. And Notre Dame's defense shut them down. How good is that defense? Notre Dame's defense is terrific. But that's why, for example, Matt says they should be insulted by that. Well, I'm sure they probably know about it. But if it's 31-30 and they have the 31, who cares what the point spread was? That point spread doesn't involve them because I sincerely hope that Brian Kelly's telling them not to put money on the game. All right, take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. All right, uh, Greg Pickleline recruiting next half hour, but we do have a road closure in the area, and it's a major artery. Yes, I 80 westbound is closed at the Route 15 exit, so that's 210. Um, everyone's being detoured to I-180 West to Route 220 or Route 15 to 220 due to multiple crashes on I-80 in Clinton County. Yeah, that'd be like Jersey Shore, Loganton, Mile Run. Correct, yeah. All, all through that area. That's a rugged area. That is a rugged area through there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is one, that, that's an area where you're driving through saying, okay, the cell phone's charged, right? All right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Greg Pickle, right. Greg Pickle, next half hour. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK.